Welcome, I'm Nancy O'Keefe, Human Design Specialist and Intuitive Business Coach, and you're listening to Business Success with Human Design on syndicated Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. We broadcast every Thursday at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. Eastern. Listen online, on your mobile device, in your car, or ask Alexa to play Dream Vision 7 Radio. To learn more or for a full program schedule, go to dreamvision7radio.com. Business Success with Human Design is proud to present our guest host, Mary Jo Rathget, who's going to look at keys to business resilience in changing times. Join us every third and fourth Thursday at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. to talk about how business owners can incorporate the nine keys to resilience in their lives and their businesses. Being a business owner isn't easy, but it can be a path to growth and empowerment, resulting in satisfaction and success. And Mary Jo is here to help you navigate the journey. Hello, this is Mary Jo Rathgip, and we are here to talk about keys to business resiliency in changing times. And Today, my guest host is none other than Nancy O'Keefe, the actual host of uh, Business Success um, Using Human Design. So today we're going to talk about, really drill down into the idea of business resiliency. I'm sure that all of you have heard that statistic that talks about how uh, nearly 20% of small businesses fail in the first year or nearly half in first five years. And that two thirds are there, you know, within 10 years or failing within 10 years. And so those stats sound sort of alarming. And we all know that having a, that having a small business is, is hard work and it does take a lot of time and energy and money and resources. And, um, but we, what we are also not looking at is the idea that, um, that 99.9% of all businesses actually are small businesses because of the dollar amount, the millions of dollars amount um, connected with it and the fact that 500 or less employees. And so most businesses are actually small businesses. Um, and, the other thing is, is that small businesses create 1.5 million jobs each year. And so that's a pretty big statistic. And so, so we're going to today, Nancy and I are going to talk about just in general, we're going to start with like, what, you know, what is it about these businesses that we we're, want to look at the 80% that actually succeed in the first year and the 51.5% that succeed in the first five years um, to really see what is it, what is it about those businesses that sets them apart? So I wanna bring on Nancy and you all know Nancy, um, but I'm gonna just reintroduce her from, from my perspective, which is, you know, she is a certified human design specialist and an intuitive business coach. And she helps women peel back the layers who have been um, who they have been taught to be and how they have been 
told to do business so that they can break those rules of business and build an abundant business that feeds their soul. And I'm going to add that um, probably build a resilient business uh, along the way. And she is the best-selling author and expert columnist for Aspire Magazine, a certified executive coach, and she holds an MBA in entrepreneurship from Babson College. So Nancy, welcome to the show as a guest. How does that feel? That feels great, Mary Beth. Thanks so much for having me on as your inaugural guest. (laughs) (laughs) It is my pleasure and honor. Um, I really thought that you would be such a wonderful guest uh, to talk about just business resiliency because you have had a um, history of successful businesses, um, you know, that you have started. And so I'm just curious, you know, from like the 10,000 foot view, what, um, what would you say, how would you even define business resilience? um, And how important is that? Well, it's very important because there's a lot of changes and challenges and things that go on that you didn't expect when you start a business. And you, I guess from my perspective, you better be passionate about what you do and really believe in it. Because if you don't, you're not going to be able to bounce back when you're faced with the challenges that every business owner is faced with. I mean, in the beginning, it's difficult getting things set up right. You have to bring in the experts to know about, you know, your legal business structure and the financial part of it. But Mm -hmm. then beyond that, if you're going to have a business where there are, um, you know, opportunities to face the public, it's not B2B. There's a whole set of rules and regulations and challenges around that. If you're going to have employees, uh, that's a big one. There's Mm -hmm. a lot of issues, legal and just, you know, regular old human resources kind of issues around that. So you've got to be somebody who can pivot. You've got to have the ability Mm -hmm. to wear a lot of hats. You have Mm -hmm. to recognize when you're out of your wheelhouse and you need help and you need to call in experts. And Mm -hmm. that's probably, um, I think the most shocking thing that business owners find, they Mm -hmm. have an idea, they fall in love with it. They want to go out and Uh, you know, pitch it to the world, help the world, save the world, bring some new uh, technology to the world. And then they're faced with all these things uh, just to get the business set up and rolling. And I I think, you know, if you're not really in it in a passionate sort of way, it's very easy to get discouraged and kind of lose your way. Yeah. Yeah. Then that's such an important point. And I'm just curious, though, it's like, how does someone balance being passionate um, and then having this idea that they get really excited about, but, um, you know, maybe let their passions um, lead them versus like, how do you balance that? Yeah, that's a good point, because a lot of entrepreneurs go out the door with something they really are excited about that mm-hmm. isn't a marketable product. That happens a lot. Mm-hmm. People that are um, in love with their idea or mm-hmm. their program or their service or what have you, but it's not something anybody would pay money for. And, um, you know, so mm-hmm. you have, there are some litmus tests you have to go through as a business owner okay. to make sure that you are um, going out into the marketplace poised for success. And mm. probably one of the biggest um, questions to ask yourself is what I'm offering, does it solve a problem 
or satisfy a desire? And is it a problem and a desire that people are willing to pay money to get or to solve? Right. And if it yeah. doesn't, you know, like you could go out the door with the uh, prettiest set of headphones on the planet, but mm -hmm. if they don't, you know, solve any problem that is not addressed by other headphones, nobody's going to pay money to buy it. Right. And a, I see a lot of entrepreneurs with a great idea that they're really excited about, but it really isn't marketable. Now, do that? does that mean they have to scrap it? Uh, not always. Sometimes mm -hmm. it's a tweak, you mm -hmm. know, really drilling down into what you're selling. What are you really selling? Um, maybe those headphones are like every other set of headphones, but they're more comfortable than any other set of headphones. So then you have to realize you're selling comfort, not headphones. Mm. So mm. really understanding, you know, your product, your service and your markets and what you're bringing to the table and, and how it's different so that you can, you know, sell it and get money for it. Yeah, that's so that's such an excellent point. And um, in your in your current business, um, in your coaching business, um, how often do you see clients who show up who are passionate but maybe need that tweak, like, you know, because they haven't done the full due diligence, perhaps. Many times, <laughs> even <laughs> if they do the full due diligence, they're just so in love with the idea. You know, mm -hmm. it's, you know, they just think it's the greatest thing and, and it may be, but mm -hmm. yeah, there's um very, very common with new business owners. And again, mostly it's a tweak. It, it doesn't have to be, well, scrap that. That's a terrible idea. Mostly it's just, okay, how do we, position this, let's really drill down into this and get um, some good information we can use in your marketing so that people see why this is something they would need and mm -hmm. how it solves a problem they have. Yeah. Yeah. And, but and it's very common. Yeah. And, and how does human design actually help with that tweak? Potentially? Well, human design, I like to use that to help people with their marketing and sales. Mm -hmm. Because most of us, um, most of us do marketing the way we want to be marketed to. But since there are five human design types, it's important that you, I'm going to call it speak because marketing is about talking about your business, even if you're writing, mm -hmm. you need to speak to all the types because a lot of them gather information in a different way mm -hmm. and they make decisions in a different way. So if you're not honoring all of the types of energy that are out there, you might miss some people. And depending on who you're forgetting, I mean, if you forget to address things in a way a generator likes them, you're going to miss 70% of the population. So that's mm. a fatal mistake for your business. Right. right. You know, if you miss uh, hitting the reflectors, well, they're 1% of the population. Not that they're any less important but it's not going to tank your business if you can't reach them. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So, wow. Yeah. That's pretty powerful. That's pretty powerful thinking right there. Yeah. That's amazing. Okay. And, and so then share with me, if you can, an example, um, perhaps of someone who maybe it wasn't necessarily in their marketing, but just in their overall um, approach to business, um, that wasn't as resilient as maybe they could have been had they been more in tune and following their human design. 
Well, um, the, the one that the resiliency key that comes to mind is vitality. And that's basically, to me, that's your energy level and your, mm-hmm. your health and all of that. But I have run into many, many of the um, manifestors and even projectors that don't have 100% sustainable energy every hour of the day. They're not energizer bunnies, but they'll jump in and they'll say, oh, I have this great idea for a year long program. I wanna do this and you know, we'll meet every week for an hour. Uh, you know, 52 weeks a year. And I'm Mm -hmm. saying to myself, no, you won't because you don't have the energy for Mm -hmm. that. (laughs) Yeah, I relate 100% to that because I am a projector and I totally can get into that energizer bunny mentality um, and be working 12 hour days and, you know, just like six days a week um, and and just really not know when enough is enough. And not only that, but some of the types, if you start out doing a year-long program, a couple of months in, you're going to hate it. You're going to hate delivering it. You're going to be bored with it. Mm. So you have to structure what you do and even structure your business in a way that respects your energy type. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise, that's another way people fail. They try to take on too much or do things in a way they think they should do them rather than in a way that honors how they're wired. You you can't be everything to everybody if you don't have sustainable energy. Even the generators who are the ones with the Energizer Bunny energy, mm-hmm. even they can burn out. Right, so. right. Especially if they're not doing something that they actually are passionate about. Yes. <laughs> and love. And if you, you know, start that year long program and in month three, you're like, oh, my God, I got to meet with these people again. (laughs) I mean, it can happen. You can just get tired of it. Mm -hmm. So what would you say to like, what if, you know, what if there is a non-energy type of projector or um, reflector, even let's say who wants to do a year long program, what would you, what would you advise them? I would say if you really have your heart set on a year long program, collaborate with people that can help you deliver it. So you don't have to be on 52 Mm. weeks a year. That Mm. would be one way to handle it. Okay. My first inclination would be to say, break it up. Don't deliver it as a year long program. Deliver it a few weeks, take a break. Then a few more weeks, you know, make it a quarterly thing or something like that. Break it up Mm -hmm. into manageable chunks. Or if you really want to do it every week, then bring in some help. Get some people who can talk about some of the topics on your behalf and um, give you a little break so you're not on 52 weeks of the year. Okay, that's great. That is such great um, advice. It's all about tweaking it. I'm really, I'm hearing that. Oh, that's so awesome. Okay. And and so we we did jump a little bit into the resiliency keys already. Um, I was trying not to, but you know, it's okay because I, I led you there. <laughs> I guess it's because I'm so excited about getting to them. Um, you know, I really have planned to do this deep dive into them. Um, just because it's it's really fascinating to me. Um, I have worked in every, almost every kind of conceivable size business, 
from being a solopreneur all the way up to businesses that have hundreds of thousands of people and are global corporations. I've worked in companies with three people. I've worked in companies with 10, 400, you know, <laughs> tens of thousands and hundreds of thousands. And so, um, so for me, exploring the different ways of, um, you know, seeing these small businesses, which we've already established are so important to our um, economy, how can they really change those statistics and have more thrive? Um, and I want to leave you on the note that there are actually 65.3% um, of businesses in 2022 are thriving. A small that's business, excellent. Which that's is a great, um, I think that's a great statistic. So when we come back, we're going to look at drill, drill down into how other people can have that success as well. Are you happy at work or see it as a daily slog? Do you feel capable of meeting daily challenges and being energized by them? Or do you feel burnt out and chronically stressed? Owning and running a business can be hard, but it doesn't have to deplete you. Resilience is the ability to bounce back, to learn and grow from experiences. This quality is necessary during these changing times. Mary Jo Rathkib, professional certified coach, RIM facilitator, and human design consultant, helps business owners build resilience while navigating big changes. By building emotional intelligence, managing mindset, and changing unproductive behaviors, business owners who work with Mary Jo create greater success by developing their capacity for resilience. To learn more, go to maryjoerathgeb.com. Can't seem to get in the flow of consistent clients and consistent income? People do business with people they know, like, and trust. How can clients know, like, and trust you if you're not showing up authentically? Discover your unique human design and attract the clients you were meant to serve. Nancy O'Keefe, certified human design specialist, intuitive business coach, helps women peel back the layers of who they've been taught to be to reveal who they truly are so they can build an abundant business that feeds their soul. Nancy has been coaching business owners for over 25 years and is passionate about helping them to understand their divine design and their personal formula for success. Book your human design reading today at nancyokeefecoaching.com. Are you searching for a way to help create global change? Dream Vision 7 Radio Network's vision is to have an eclectic group of radio hosts dedicated to educating, enlightening, and helping humankind with positive messages and tools that enhance lives using different modalities and programs. If you would like to join our team and help illuminate the universe, call Deborah at 508-226-1723 or Deborah at dreamvision7radio.com. Welcome back. So here we are today talking with Nancy O'Keefe, and she is a certified human design specialist and intuitive business coach. She is also uh, have run successful businesses and has a wealth of information about what can really help make a thriving business and help you in thrive in your business. And so, um, you know, we're going to spend the next uh, segment here talking about the resiliency keys. But first, Nancy, I would love for you to share, maybe from your own experience, um, um, how you have been able to 
either how you have been able to be resilient yourself in business because you have been successful. And so, you know, what does that look and feel like for you and or um, some of your clients? How does that sound? That sounds great. I'll just speak to my own experience. Um, I learned about human design starting maybe five or six years ago. And I've been a business owner for over 30 years. So as you can see, I had to make my way along without the benefit of knowing what I know now. But looking back, I can see um, why some of my endeavors were not as successful as others. And the biggest factor was whether or not I was following my human design strategy. As mm -hmm. a generator, my strategy is to respond. Mm -hmm. When I went out the door with something new that I conceived in my creative way, and I thought it was a great idea, and I even if I did my due diligence and polled other people and that kind of thing, and found it was a good idea, I would sometimes hear crickets. Mm -hmm. I would get no little or no response. Mm -hmm. My uh, probably biggest success was um, a company that I grew from nothing. Uh, like meaning I didn't even have an office or a staff to a $5 million a year venture. And that was a time when I truly responded. Somebody came to me with a problem and said, I need help. Do you know anybody who can help me? And in my entrepreneurial trained way, I learned to say yes to everything and figure out it out later. And that's exactly what I did. But I was responding to somebody else's need. And that went so easily and grew by leaps mm -hmm. and bounds. Um, that business was in the black within three months. And I had to start from scratch, find an office, find staff. You know, we didn't even have a computer, nothing. And it, it was an over, over a $1 million business by the end of the first year. It, was, it just grew by leaps and bounds. Wow. And I had um, such a lot of fun with it because I had a little bit different business model and I, um, I started basically what was the first full virtual organization in existence in yeah. 2001. All of my staff, um, I had you know staff in four states and we all worked remotely. There were six people in the office and one of them was me and one of them was my assistant. And then we had like a receptionist kind of person and a couple of other people that lived locally and just wanted to come in because mm -hmm. they were the type of people that wanted to be around others. But the secret for me was responding and not just going out the door with whatever I came up with, because I don't have initiating energy. I don't have any of that energy, but that's the way we're taught to do business. Right. So probably that's, you know, one of the really biggest successes that I had. And the resiliency part of it is if you believe in something, you just got to keep going. You've got to face the challenges. You just got to figure it out. Mm -hmm. um, there isn't always somebody to ask. So you've just got to be able to be confident in what you can figure out and know. Mm -hmm. And you have to, you know, luckily I'm a generator, so I could work 12 hours a day and it didn't phase me. Um, but I have some friends that don't have that energy. One of my mm -hmm. friends is a projector like you, mm -hmm. and she burnt herself out so bad. She had to take a leave of absence for a couple of years because her health was really bad. And she mm. had to rest and rejuvenate. She basically burnt out her adrenal glands. And she was very seriously ill for a couple of years because she was pushing with energy she didn't have. Mm. So resiliency mm. is about honoring 
your vitality. Um, yes. That's one big yes. piece I know we've talked about before. Yes. But, um, you know, being able to know yourself and and being able to know how you bounce back, I think is important. That is so key. That is, I mean, I, I totally relate to that, um, you know, because I, I had my own experience of um, after leaving corporate, it took me several years, even though I started, even though I started a business um, right away, I actually started it before I left corporate, you know, which is also, right. you know, <laughs> what they say to do. Right. Um, and, but, and, and it was with, other people. So it wasn't just myself. Um, but what happened to me, even though I was one of the, I was the initiator and founder of it. Um, I ended up having to really kind of take a step back because my health, um, suffered and I had a pretty serious health diagnosis, um, of breast cancer actually, um, that I needed to deal with. And, and, I just didn't have for the type of business that I had started, which was a uh, downsizing and decluttering business. Mm. Um, I did not have the physical energy to pack and lift and move things. <laughs> um, I mean, like literally could not do it. And so the vitality piece is so key and so important. I so understand it um, because I have really lived that and just having to take more of a step back and be more just in a marketing role or sales role uh, or administrative role because I couldn't physically do the heavy lifting literally. Um, and what are we taught? We're taught to push, 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 push. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the business world that we live in. And if you're not pushing, you're not working hard enough. Mm -hmm. And that is not true. Yeah. Oh, so, so true. But it's also, I guess, in part, when you have that passion and that business idea, matching up your vitality is probably so key as well. Right? It is. Yeah. Um, you know, because it's like, not only am I a projector that doesn't have the you know, define sacral it, you know, with that energy to like, go, go, go like an energizer bunny, but it's also, you know, um, do you, you know, do you have the, do you have the energy, like the, the muscles, <laughs> you know, in mm -hmm. my case, or the type of business that I wanted to do, like you need other people who can literally do that heavy lifting <laughs> for mm -hmm. you. Um, and, and can you do that? And so, so, I mean, vitality to me is, it's like multi-layered, multi, multi-faceted, mm -hmm. um, multi if you will. I agree that there's mental vitality too. Mm. And that's important in business because, you know, you, you've got to develop a little bit of a thick skin so you can take the rejection and the disappointments and, you know, rise above it and, and keep going. Um, mm -hmm. so that mental, that mindset is very important. Yeah. Um, that mental vitality. Yes. <laughs> I totally agree with that as well. Mm. <laughs> um, so anything else that you want to, you know, sort of cover with vitality or do you feel like, um, there's um, some other keys? I think the, the key is that vitality just isn't, you know, that you exercise every day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, you know, vitality comes from a lot of places. Um, good nutrition, good relationships, um, enough sleep, um, 
you know, self-care, making sure you carve out time for yourself and take care of yourself, self-love. So all of that factors into vitality. It isn't just a physical thing mm-hmm. or even just a mental thing. It's an emotional thing. It's a, yes. it, it's an everything thing. So mm-hmm. if your happiness is part of vitality, if you're, you know, unhappy in one part of your life and you're going out to start a business that is going to impact your ability to be, to have that vitality that you need. Um, if you come home yes. to a, a partner, that's not uh, in support of what you're doing, mm-hmm. that's going to drain you and weigh on you. So vitality right. encompasses a lot of things. Right. And, and I would also think that vitality might encompass, you know, what if you have a situation where you've got, you know, family at home that you're taking care of, whether that's, you know, young kids, or whether that's elderly parents, or whether that's, um, you know, some other family member who needs your care. Like you said, the, you know, the partner or spouse may or may not be contributing to help with the load, um, yeah. you know, since so, so trying to balance all of that as well. Yeah, definitely. I mean, if you think of your energy as a pie, there's only so much and you can carve it up into a lot of segments, but Mm -hmm. that there's no way to get more. You have what you have. Mm -hmm. And when you use it all up, you have to rest. Mm -hmm. So making sure that you're prioritizing and focusing on the things that are important. So if you have kids at home, even if you have a nanny Mm -hmm. uh, and you're starting a business, you're you're not going to spend 12 hours a day on your business because there are other things that are going to require your attention. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's, it's all of that. Yeah. And so I guess that is so important when you're talking about that litmus test, mm-hmm. as far as, um, you know, whether you're poisoning yourself for success or not, um, you know, you may have the best business idea in the world, but if you literally only have two hours a day to work on it, you need to take that into consideration. Yeah, you're not going to be making a six-figure income in two hours a day, at least not starting. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And that's another word of caution, I guess I would use. I've I've been around a long time and I've seen, I'll call them fads, Mm -hmm. business processes and different ways of doing things come and go. Mm -hmm. And gurus talking about this, that, or the other thing. But for me, after all these years and working with the number of business owners I've worked with, there really is only one way to do it right. And that's your way, not anybody else's way. Mm-hmm. And there's some vitality in that too. Um, mm-hmm. Understanding that you are not like anybody else. And just because somebody had success doing it this way um, doesn't necessarily mean you will. You may, but you may need to tweak some things to make it work for you. And that's the thing that I think we lose today when we're taught how to do business. I mean, I have an MBA. I went to business school. They taught me how to do business. Well, I don't do most of what they taught me because it doesn't fit me. And that's Mm -hmm. the important message. Do what feels right for you. That's important. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. that will help to maintain your vitality. Because if you're doing a lot of things that aren't you, it's exhausting, first of all, to be Mm -hmm. something you're not. And that will zap your vitality quicker than anything else. Yeah. And it, it sounds like what you're you're tapping into there is um, you know the whole idea of authenticity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so, talk talk to me a little bit about authenticity and how that plays into not just your vitality but um, other areas of business resiliency. Well, I have to chuckle 
because um, we all we've we've all done these marketing exercises where we define our uh, ideal client mm-hmm. and you know do all these things to scope out. Um, our, our marketing and our sales processes. And we, we work very hard to differentiate ourselves from others like us. Uh, if you're in a, a business where you're a coach or a health coach or a real estate agent or a, a, an attorney, somebody where there's lots of people that do what you do, mm-hmm. it's hard work to differentiate yourself from everybody else. But guess what? Human design tells us we're all different. So one of the easiest and most effective ways to differentiate yourself is to be your authentic self. Mm. Authenticity is so important on so many levels, but that's, that's one. Mm -hmm. And beyond that, uh, if you're not being an authentic version of yourself, people sense that they feel your energy through your voice, through your body language, through what you're saying. And if it doesn't line up with what they're feeling from you, Mm -hmm. you're going to have a situation where you know, they may not want to do business with you because they just feel something's off. So it's really important to be authentic. Mm -hmm. It's less exhausting, less draining. It's easier to differentiate, differentiate yourself from someone else that does what you do. And people respond better to that than they do. If you're faking it, wearing a mask, trying to be the way somebody told you to be, no, Mm -hmm. be yourself. Mm -hmm. That's the best thing you can do. So authenticity in business is that's like my number one resiliency key. Mm-hmm. I think that's the most important because so much else hinges on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And, and so, you know, it, it what's, there's lots coming up in my brain about yeah. this right now. <laughs> um, you know, as far as like, I, I totally agree with you. Um, authenticity is so important and, we have been so conditioned not to be authentic. And so what happens when, you know, you're you're listening to the gurus or you're listening to all the business advice and you're trying this and trying that, maybe getting caught up in shiny object syndrome, um, you know, trying to like grab the next thing that's really going to move the needle. Um, you know, what what is your what is your advice for how do people actually tap into authenticity and, you know, stop chasing after what they're not. Well, getting in touch with yourself and having a human design reading is a great way to do that. But, Mm. but even if you haven't Mm -hmm. ask yourself this, does this feel right to me? Stop for a minute, pull it in, see how it feels in your body. Is Mm. your stomach in a knot? Do you Mm. feel nauseous? Do you feel excited and happy? Your body will tell you whether this is right for you. That's number one. And the other thing is to ask yourself, do I have the energy to do this? You know, this might sound like a good idea, but this is a big commitment. Do I really have and want to devote the energy to this? And if you ask yourself those two questions, I feel like you'll be well along to making the right decision that's authentically right for you. So those are, are two important things to consider. Um, every good idea that comes down the pike, there are all those, there's so many shiny objects out there. It, the technology <laughs> yes. is so cool today. You know, there's mm-hmm. just so much. And there's a lot of gurus out there with great information. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they've done it. It's worked for them. They're sharing it. That's wonderful. 
but just remember it may not be the right path for you. It may work for some people, it may not work for others. And oftentimes we feel bad about ourselves when we sign up for something, we learn how to do it, we try it, we do it right and it's not right for us and we don't succeed. And then we feel like, well, what's wrong with me? Mm -hmm. How come everybody else can make this work and I can't? So being authentic is not just about showing the world your authentic self, but it's about living authentically and honoring your authentic self. Mm. But before you can do that, you have to kind of know who that is. And we've all been, as you say, conditioned to the point where we don't really know. Yeah. If I gave you a piece of paper, blank piece of paper, and I said, tell me, write down what you want, you would struggle with that. Most mm-hmm. people would struggle with answering that question. Right. But if or I they would you, answer it from a conditioned mind. Exactly. But if I gave you a, a piece of paper that had 10 things listed on it, and I asked you, which of those do you want? You could very easily eliminate the ones you don't want. Mm-hmm. But answering the question, what do you want is a very difficult thing. Yeah. And mostly it's because we're so conditioned and we don't really know our authentic self. Mm-hmm. We've lost touch. So, so how do you work with clients to help them get in touch with their authentic self if they've lost touch with it? Well, we go through their human design in great detail. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, you know, we look at all of their um, aspects. I call the, the 64 gates, the hidden skills and talents. Mm-hmm. So if you look at your energy type, how you make decisions or your authority, your strategy and your natural skills and talents, a picture begins to emerge of who you are. Your life purpose tells you what you came here to do, how you came here to be. And you can start to see, you know, where where you're supposed to be and what you're supposed to offer to the world. It's amazing how people tell me, oh my God, this was unbelievable. I feel so validated. It's not that you don't know this information. It's that conditioning has caused you to push it back so far down inside you that it's not readily accessible. Mm -hmm. So all we have to do is peel away the layers and start to uncover it. And it starts to bubble back up. And once you start to feel your authentic self and you begin to, you have to change your mindset a little bit, because if you care about what everybody else thinks, you can never shed yourself of the conditioning. You have to, you know, get rid of the idea that I got to please everybody else. That's got to go. You've got to please yourself first. If you can please some other people along the way, great. But if you're not pleasing yourself first, you know, what is that saying? If mama ain't happy, nobody's happy. You know, (laughs) it's that kind of a thing. Right. So Mm -hmm. it takes a lot of inner work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and, and how long? And people expect this to have to, to well, possibly you, take. you didn't become conditioned in a couple of days. You know, it started mm-hmm. from the minute you um, were old enough to conceive, you know, what you wanted to do. And, you know, around age two, the no age where everything is a no, you know what you want and you know what you don't want. And from mm-hmm. that point on, well-meaning parents and teachers and all that kind of beat it out of you. But um, some people can turn parts of their conditioning around reasonably fast Mm -hmm. if you are suffering from conditioning due to trauma in your life that Mm -hmm. usually takes a little bit longer Mm -hmm. but if you can um, for example if you're doing something a certain way because it's sort of tradition Mm -hmm. well we've always done it this way those kinds of things can be turned around more quickly 
But if you're suffering some trauma, uh, something that happened in childhood or, you know, something devastating or what have you, those kinds of things take longer. And sometimes people need to go for professional help for those as well. Right. Yeah, I, I would agree. And I would say that that those types of things will get in the way of you really being able to express your authentic self. Even if you're able to tap into it inwardly, it will get in the way of you being able to express it outwardly and and possibly be able to infuse that into your business or your marketing or your messaging. Um, And so that absolutely, um, I agree with you 100% on that. But awareness is a powerful catalyst. So what as coaches, what we're able to do is bring awareness help people get to the point where they start to see it a different way. Then they can take it from there. However, their path needs to be to get where they, you know, to the point where they can roll back that conditioning. Right. Um, We can help them with some of it, but some of it, you know, and it's all about the inner work. Right. Okay. So we're going to take a a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about what you see the secret sauce really being. Calling all authors. Have you been considering an audiobook? Well, look no further. Come take advantage of DreamVision 7 Radio Network's unique in-house audiobook production, which includes benefits and bonuses from our radio station. Let our knowledgeable staff guide you to create the audiobook you've always dreamed of without breaking the bank. Check out our full one-stop service from A to Z, including the ACX process. Schedule a free consultation by calling 508-226-1723. That's 508-226-1723. Or go to dreamvision7radio.com. Are you happy at work or see it as a daily slog? Do you feel capable of meeting daily challenges and being energized by them? Or do you feel burnt out and chronically stressed? Owning and running a business can be hard, but it doesn't have to deplete you. Resilience is the ability to bounce back, to learn and grow from experiences. This quality is necessary during these changing times. Mary Jo Rathkib, professional certified coach, RIM facilitator, and human design consultant, helps business owners build resilience while navigating big changes. By building emotional intelligence, managing mindset, and changing unproductive behaviors, business owners who work with Mary Jo create greater success by developing their capacity for resilience. To learn more, go to MaryJoRathgeb.com. Are you struggling to build an abundant and sustainable business you love? Discover the three keys to unlock your business success with human design. Get aligned with your life purpose and your life's work. Get in the flow of success. Nancy O'Keefe, certified human design specialist, intuitive business coach, helps women peel back the layers of how they've been told to do business so they can build an abundant business that feeds their soul. Nancy knows firsthand that energetic alignment is key to success. She divinely designed her life and went from receptionist to company VP and on to founder, CEO of her own multi-seven-figure firm. Nancy's been coaching business owners for over 25 years to find their personal formula for success. Download your free report at nancyokeefecoaching.com. Welcome back. We are on the third segment of our interview with Nancy O'Keefe. Uh, intuitive business coach and certified human design consultant. And we have been talking about the 
keys to business resiliency. We have touched on two of them primarily, vitality and authenticity, and we're really diving deep into both. Um, and so now in the last part of our segment, I would really love to just drill into, if you had to put this all together and make this lovely, lovely sauce, what would be the secret ingredient that you would put into this sauce? Um, I think it would be trust uh, mm. with, a with a lot of self-worth. Mm. So I love this example. Um, okay. If you've ever watched The Price is Right, mm -hmm. you know, the contestant wins the first bid. They get up there. They're so excited. They're going to get a car. Oh, my God, the world is great. And then they have to play some pricing game. And the minute they're asked what the price of something is, what do they do? They turn to the audience, people they, they probably don't even know, and they ask them what the answer is, and they pick something somebody in the audience is saying. Mm. And we do that in life all the time. We seek outside opinions because we don't trust ourselves. Yes. When in fact, we have all the answers inside of us. If we, have, if we don't have the answer, we have the way to get it. Mm -hmm. So if we could just trust ourselves, trust our intuition, trust what we know to be correct, ask ourselves, that is, I think, the secret sauce. And then self-worth is a big part of that. Because if you don't have good self-worth, that's going to eat away at your ability to trust yourself. So yeah. having good self-worth is important as a business owner, because if you can't establish your own value and communicate it to others, no one else is going to buy what you have. You're going to have trouble pricing your uh, right. products and services at, a, at the right value. Right. Um, you know, you're going to have trouble getting clients. It's, it's very important to have good self-worth. Mm -hmm. But the trust piece is huge. Um, believe in yourself and, and get some confidence. Be confident in what you believe, even if it's wrong. Even mm -hmm. if your opinion is not correct. Um, be believe it correct. and be confident in it. Yeah, because um, it is, after all, just your opinion. It's not mm -hmm. a fact. Mm -hmm. So be in a, a place where you can stand in your value and you trust what you're saying and you believe it. Mm -hmm. How can, does someone get to that point? Like I think it's knowing your stuff, mm -hmm. knowing your stuff, mm -hmm. um, whatever you need to do to feel really confident in what you know and in what you believe. Mm -hmm. um, like my kids say to me sometimes, um, oh, my son said it. I said, um, yeah, I have a lot of confidence. I think confidence is the key. And he said, yeah, mom, maybe you have a little too much confidence. <laughs> and I thought, well, that's a good thing because if I am, you know, studying something, learning something, I'm always confident I can get it. It might take me longer than expected, but mm -hmm. I feel confident in my abilities. And that's important. You have to be confident in your abilities. And if you have a place where you don't have certain abilities or capabilities, then get some help. Find somebody who can help you with that. We're not expected to know all, have, you know, be the gurus about everything. So maybe you need a partner and maybe you need an advisor. Maybe you need somebody to mentor you or help you. But that's how you build the confidence. You just practice, you learn about it, you study it, you just get better at it and that builds your confidence. Mm -hmm. Just like if you're gonna play tennis, maybe the first time you serve a tennis ball, you don't even hit the ball. But if you keep practicing over time, you'll hit the ball consistently and you'll actually get it in the box you're supposed to get it in to call it a legitimate serve. Mm -hmm. 
but it takes practice and knowing your stuff. Right. And uh, it sounds like what you're, you're referring to there is, um, you know, persistence as well. Persistence. And, yeah. yeah. And, and also the um, growth mindset mm-hmm. versus, you know, a fixed mindset. And a lifelong to... learning, mm-hmm. lifelong learning mindset. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and that's another thing human design can help you with is what is your learning style? That's right in your design too. We find that in your profile. So um, you know you can set yourself up to learn anything, and then if you practice it, you'll get more confident in it, and that will feed your self worth, and that will give you the ability to trust in what you know and what you know how to do. And you can always trust in yourself in terms of how you're being because you're divinely wired to be a certain way. And if you stand in that authenticity, you can trust whatever mm-hmm. comes out of your mouth, whatever you're feeling about what you're doing, you can take that to the bank. Mm-hmm. So it almost sounds like this sauce is the base is authenticity. And um, we have spiced it with vitality and we have added um you know trust and self-worth um anything else that goes into this resilience do i have to say that there isn't a resiliency key i don't like (laughs) (laughs) i mean as soon as you step out of yourself and start working with others it's important to have you know resiliency around emotions and some of the other uh Mm -hmm. factors because you know, you're not dealing in a vacuum. You've got to deal with other people and you've got to understand their needs and be able to, you know, be compassionate, but yet stand in your value as well. So, I mean, yeah, name a resiliency key that doesn't work. Empowering is important. Being empowered in your business is important. Mm -hmm. Um, Lovability, that's, that Mm -hmm. maybe is less important to have others love you. Um, I think you can get tripped up with lovability in business because we all want Mm -hmm. everyone to like us. Mm -hmm. Um, Being loved and accepted is a very important part of the human experience. Um, And if you have people that are angry at you and don't like you, that's not pleasant. But, um, Mm -hmm. you know, if you're if you have an opinion, not everybody's going to share your opinion. Your way isn't the way for everyone. So there are always going to be some people that don't agree with you or don't like what you have to say. Right. And they're not going to love you, but that's okay. As long as you love you. Yeah. And I think that's the key. (laughs) No pun intended, but I think that the the key is that knowing at a profound level that you are lovable and enough just the way you are and that, you know, you can have your opinions. Other people can have their opinions. You may not agree, but that doesn't mean you're less of a human being and less lovable. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that feeds the self-worth. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Cause then if you're able to unhook, you know, from that need to be loved um, and liked, then you can stand in your value, even if people disagree with you. Right. Right. And that's definitely necessary in business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I love that. I love that. Mm -hmm. And then the trust piece. I love that so much as well. Um, You know what you're saying about that. It's like, you really do need to trust yourself Mm -hmm. Um, and, And and, and trust that your product or service is of value. Yes. And again, you have all the answers inside. Listen to yourself, 
ask yourself, uh, many of us have intuition in our charts. We all have some level of intuition, tap into it. And just if we have time, the decision-making authority is so important. Yeah, we, we have about five minutes. So let's talk, you okay, want to let's talk, about, talk that? about authority. Yeah, because, um, you know, I, I see a lot of business owners who are second guessing. They're doing the price is right thing. Mm -hmm. They go out and they ask a lot of outside opinions. It's fine to ask for outside opinions, but not if you can't make a decision. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you can ask outside opinions for additional advice, for validation, for lots of reasons. Mm -hmm. But if you're going to let other people make your decisions for you, that isn't a good thing. Right. So decision-making authority, we've all been taught that decisions are made in the brain. Weigh the pros and cons, use logic. That's what we're taught. When in mm -hmm. fact, nobody makes a decision or at least not an aligned one in their head. Mm -hmm. The head is for asking questions. It's for being curious. It's for finding clarity. It is mm -hmm. not for answering questions. Mm -hmm. So where do we find the answers? We find that in other parts of our body depending on what our energy type is and so on. Um, I happen to be a generator and I have what's known as emotional uh, authority. 50% mm -hmm. of the world has emotional authority. That I means that too. <laughs> I make a decision. I can make a very quick decision. I'm a generator. I have a sacral motor. I can mm -hmm. say yes, no, like that within, you know, two seconds flat. Mm -hmm. But the key to emotional authority is after I think about it for a little while, is it still a yes or a no, or am I going to change my mind? Mm. Many, many times people with emotional authority will say yes and find out an hour, a week, a day later, ooh, I don't want to do this. Why did I say yes? And it's really a no. And there's a lot of people in the world living a no life because they said yes to something that wasn't aligned for them. Mm. So emotional authority needs time. There are some types of authority that need to talk it out. There are some um, that get a gut reaction. And again, you have to trust it. Anytime in my life I have ever gone against my intuition, it has not turned out well. Mm. So you've really got to be in touch with how it feels in your body, not just what you think about it. The minute mm -hmm. you go up into your head and start thinking, you're already off track. Mm. So it's how mm. it feels in your body. And it takes a little practice mm -hmm. to understand the feelings because we've been, you know, again, pushing them way down inside ourselves for, mm -hmm. you know, decades. So we don't use them. So it takes a little time to wake up your sacral or your solar plexus or your spleen, you know, wherever you make your decisions. Mm -hmm. But once you get used to that, it's like an automatic, all of a sudden you just know what's right for you. Mm. And that is a really good feeling. That is a good feeling. That is a really good feeling. And you can just feel very confident in your, your decisions and know that that is a line. Now, will it change at some point? Do you change your mind? You get more information and maybe you're, you'll change your thinking about it? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But then you just go back into that decision-making authority and you ask, is this the right thing for me? Does this feel right to me? And whatever your authority is, will speak up and let you know if you listen. Very wow. powerful. Very, Very powerful. powerful. So powerful. And then that feeds trust. <laughs> Absolutely. The more you do it, the more you'll be able to trust yourself. Yeah. I think that's amazing. That's awesome.
And for anyone who is wondering what their decision-making authority is, there are lots of um, you know places where you can go get a free chart um, and it will tell you what, you know, what your authority is. And that is your decision-making process. Yeah. Um, as yeah, we the easiest place to get that is geneticmatrix.com. You can get a free chart and where you see energy type, the word in front of your energy type is your authority. Yeah. Yeah. So if anyone is curious about that, you know, go, go explore. It'll start you down, start you down the human design journey. Path, yeah. Path. And um, and if you do and you want to take a second step, next step, um, Nancy O'Keefe, um, you know, she go to her nancyokeefecoaching.com and you can learn more about human design on her website as well. Um, so she can help you achieve that business success. She's got a free ebook. I don't know if you want to talk a little bit about your, your free ebook. Yeah, I actually have three free uh, ebooks on business. One is about your business genius. One is mm -hmm. about sales and marketing help. And mm -hmm. one is about the keys to a successful business. So they're free, download them. And mm -hmm. um, there's some good information in there. There's a fourth ebook, which is about um, just the gifts you can find in your chart. If you're a real beginner and you don't know anything about human design, that would be a good place to start um, because it explains the basics, the type, the authority, the strategy. So, yeah. Awesome. Okay. So if you're listening and you are curious and want to hear more about business success, go to nancyokeefecoaching.com and download your um, download the book and get your chart and start your journey. So this concludes today's episode and uh, we'll see you next month where we dive deeper into the resiliency keys for business. Thank you for joining Business Success with Human Design and a special thank you to my guest host, Mary Jo Rathgeb. Join us next time to discover how you can get in the ease and flow of life and out of business overwhelm with human design. Business owners spend a lot of energy conforming to the rules of business, but we'll show you how you can pursue your business based on who you were born to be and how you were born to serve for the ultimate success. Connect with us at nancyokeefecoaching.com or maryjoerathgip.com. This is Dream Vision 7 Radio Network, uniting mankind with universal love. Our shows are created from the heart, bringing each listener to a place of divine enlightenment. Breathe, relax, and enjoy. Let life flow.